Welcome to Redefining Reality, where we live at the intersection of wellness, business, and the birth of a global tribe. So relax your body-mind, open your heart, and recognize that we are the ones we've been waiting for. Good afternoon, my friends, beautiful people, powerful people. Welcome back to Redefining Reality. I'm your host, Brian Hardy of brianhardy.ca, and today we've got another fantastic episode. But before we get into that, a little bit from our affiliates or sponsors as they were. Number one, amazon.ca. If you're going to buy stuff at Amazon and you know you're already going through there, you might as well do it through my link. What that does is sends a small percentage, 4 to, I think, 6%, depending on your item, over to the podcast and doesn't cost you anything. All it does is take a chunk out of Amazon's huge profit. And we all know that Amazon is pretty much taking over the earth at this point, so why not slow them down a little bit and send some of that cash over to your favorite podcast? Number two, in association with Amazon, is Audible. Now, this is a cooler offer because you actually get a free audio book or program and 30 days of Audible trial service. And so Audible is a fantastic service that gives you on-the-go access to your favorite audio books. When you don't have time to sit and read, all you need is Audible. I like that. They should pay me for that one. When you don't have time to sit and read, all you need is Audible. So true. Uh, Recommendation for Audible, the classic. Actually, I'm going to change it up. Letting Go by David R. Hawkins. David Hawkins has also wrote Power Versus Force, uh, Success Is For You, and a handful of other books. He's a genius. He's fantastic, phenomenal authority on health and healing and the mind and energy and really, really, really game-changing stuff. So, Check that one out. You won't regret it, I'm sure. And enjoy your free Audible trial. And the way you do that is you just go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash Brian Hardy. B-R-Y-A-N-H-A-R-D-Y. That is the link to get your free Audible trial and free audiobook. And if you cancel before the 30 days is up, you don't have to pay little insider tip in case you feel like being cheap. Anyways, that's that. This episode also has another affiliate, which is the people over at Bulletproof, right? I really love Bulletproof, the idea, the products, the foods. They're really high quality. They're really great stuff. And so if you're going to buy Bulletproof products, or maybe you don't even know what Bulletproof is, then uh, click the link on this episode page, which you can find at brianhardy.ca forward slash grind. That's brianhardy.ca forward slash grind. You'll find the show notes. You'll find all the links that I'm talking about right now. And you'll find a little blog write-up, some pictures, um, links to my guests page, and all that fun stuff. 
So that is all that I've got for you today. My guest is Mr. David James Wheel, and he's quite the entrepreneurial, nature-loving, biohacking, you know, nutrition, health, cannabis enthusiast. He lives out in Vancouver, BC. He practices Wim Hof breathing. He hikes up the grouse grind every weekday morning at 6 a.m. like a badass, like an animal putting putting in work. And uh, he's created a really cool product and a really cool life. And so we talk about entrepreneurship and his journey through personal growth and the things that led him to where he's at today. Uh, we talk about the product he's developed and using CBD as a as a medicinal ingredient to help fuel him through his own grind, keep him grounded, keep him focused, keep him from having a panic attack. Because um, if you're a, if you're a high performing individual and you live in a high stress world, which a lot of us do, it's easy to get taken advantage of by anxiety and stress. And uh, I'm a big fan of CBD. I'll just say it myself. I'm going to be distributing and selling and formulating my own products very shortly, which I'm super, super excited for. And um, yeah, I'll keep you guys in the loop as that becomes more of a thing, more of an official thing. If you're local to Toronto and a friend of mine and you hear this, then reach out and maybe I can hook you up. But in the meantime, stay tuned and uh, enjoy this episode and keep redefining reality. Peace. Uh, it started from when I was the polar opposite of all of that. <laughs> uh, an overweight, unconfident, like very self-loathing little boy and just not wanting that. And, you know, having a lot of breakdowns, having a lot of like, like I said, a lot of a lot of it stemmed around the lack of confidence in myself. So just then seeking that in as many places as I could. Uh, the the first kind of like crack open of that was actually when I worked at Lululemon uh, about ten years ago when I lived up in Whistler, BC. I was uh, like chasing dreams of becoming a pro skier at the time, and then Lulu was my first yoga class, which that also ended up being my first time getting into the world of personal development. And as soon as I got, and then Landmark as well, which was a big game changer for me too. And as soon as I got into that, I like I got a little taste of that whole that whole world, and just I just I liked it. I I realized that life can be whatever you want it to be, and you can create it. And as soon as I got that kind of taste, I just dove in head first and just wanted to learn and grow as much as I possibly could. And it's I'm just anything I can take on to to make myself stronger and to make myself you know to experience more of life I do so that's kind of the nutshell version <laughs> beautiful and how long ago was that which part what, like at what point was it that you were working at Lulu up in Whistler and then got turned on to landmark like um, a bit of a timeline about about eight or nine years ago at this point and uh that i first started working at lulu and then about a year into that was when i did landmark and then i like plowed through all of that and uh and then a few years after going through all of that stuff one of the people i met in landmark um a good friend of mine named kelsey her boyfriend connor started man talks and i came down from whistler to vancouver for the very first man talks and just got like so inspired by all these people 
down here in the city just doing the entrepreneurial thing, creating their own lives and like having real conversations. And that was kind of the turning point for me where I was like, all right, I need to be here. I need to be surrounded by more of this, you know, not just not just kind of like temporary focused people. I wanted to be, you know, I want to be surrounded by the people that I want to be living lives. Same as, you know, it's a. I'm sure you've heard that quote, like your your future can be determined by the five people you spend the most time with. And I uh, I wanted a new five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted that, people that were living that life in my life, you know, because that's what I wanted to be doing. So. Yeah, it sounds like you found your tribe there. And I definitely have found, have found some real soul brothers through, I was at the first Toronto Man Talks, um, awesome. which was probably, man, almost a year ago now. Yeah. Feels like that. time is flying. Um, but yeah, I got to meet Connor, got to meet some of the speakers, connect with, uh, you know, just a great group of people, men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. There's nothing like, you know, surrounding yourself with people that can challenge you and inspire you and, um, help bring you up to that next level. Mm-hmm. So I know exactly what you're talking about there. Yeah. Okay, so that explains a few things. Sees us how you know how you're becoming more invested in all this stuff, and then cannabis and in particular CBD. Um, mm. Where did that where did that fit into the picture? Was that already there? Did you get sort of a new perspective on it as you developed yourself? Uh, yeah, totally. So a little bit of backstory on that. I've I've been a consumer of cannabis for a long time. I uh, it's been since like a little bit in high school more actually sold weed a little bit when I was like 1920 first when I was first in Whistler and then but it was always kind of something I didn't really talk about it was in the shadows Mm -hmm. and especially as after going through Landmark and doing that I actually went to school for life coaching and neuro-linguistic programming and and really started to dig into more of that world and while I was working on doing the coaching thing the weed became even less of a thing. Like it was more in the shadows because like, how can I be a life coach that also smokes weed? You know, like they, they seemed very like they didn't go together. Like it was my dirty little secret in a way. And, uh, but it was still a very powerful piece of my path. I'd I'd often use it to, to help tap into source and to get guidance and for journaling and for brainstorming and getting creative and all that stuff. But so that was there. And then about a year ago now, a uh, year and a bit, uh, January last year, I had a massive collapse in my life. I, a business that I'd been working on and had put my everything into completely collapsed and had to pull the plug on everything. And I was just completely broken and like living on a buddy's couch and had to go and get a job doing anything I could in order to just make money to pay rent. (laughs) And the dispensary that was near my house, I, or my buddy's house at that time, I just walked in and a good friend of mine, a friend of yours as well, Alex Sadowski was also working at this same chain. And I was like, you know what, what the hell, like, let's go try this out. At least it's something for now and it'll be easy. And, you know, I've done a lot of sales type stuff before. So I was like, whatever, it'll be a cakewalk. And at least I've got a job (laughs) and started working at this dispensary and started just learning, started learning a lot more about cannabis, found out about CBD for the first time. I didn't know that was a thing, really. I'd heard about it, but I didn't know much about it. And I didn't know that you could use it on its own. So that was my first time 
experiencing CBD and out of that came me seeing that I'd struggled with things my I had struggled with anxiety my whole life uh but I never really realized that I had until I tried CBD and saw what it was like on the other side when I just didn't give as much of a fuck basically and then yeah and then I saw the hole in the edibles market where there's no real healthy edibles out there and health and all that is a huge passion of mine so I just decided to you know I still had that entrepreneurial spark uh, so I saw a hole and built a product to fill it and then kind of just been chasing that ever since and building and so that's kind of where I'm at now. Beautiful, beautiful. And for folks that may have never heard of CBD, um, right. I wonder if you could just break that down a little bit and share sort of, you know, um, maybe a bit of the science around it, what it's used for, what it's been studied for, and uh, and how you experience it. Cool, for sure. So at in there's a lot of places I could start out here. The at the essence of it. I see CBD as kind of the male aspect of the cannabis plant. Like THC is kind of the feminine, CBD is kind of the masculine. And not just in an esoteric way, it's actually found in the male plant as well. To, for those of you that don't know, THC is only actually found in the female plant, in the flower or the buds that the female plant creates. And and CBD is found in the female plant as well, but also in male plant, which is industrial hemp. Uh, so the company that I work with is all hemp-derived CBD, and it's all organic. So it's basically THC is what gets you high, and CBD is what lets you relax and enjoy that high. <laughs> it, CBD is very grounding. It's very healing. It's uh, So some of the main health benefits of it are anti-anxiety and anti-psychosis. Uh, so that that paranoia that you can sometimes get when you get high cbd is like the natural counteractant for that um but on its own if you're someone that struggles with anxiety struggles with like you know fear and things like that in general it can help you just feel more grounded all the time and then on a more like medicinal focus it's also really good for inflammation so anything arthritis related joint pain muscle pain um just healing of the body because most ailments are inflammation related it's also amazing for um, for epilepsy and for a whole host of other uh, ailments as well. So, like that that the epilepsy piece is one of the big things that really got into the spotlight. There's a couple young children that had been suffering from you know two three hundred seizures a day, and then they're given these CBD tinctures and it just stops. It goes down to like zero or one maybe a day, and completely changing lives and. There's an amazing documentary that CNN actually put out called Weed that Dr. Sanjay Gupta put, worked on for quite a while. And for anyone interested in learning more, watch that documentary. It's it's phenomenal. It's uh, and they do it a lot more justice than I can hear. <laughs> they they track the stories and the, the people and behind all that stuff, and it's it's really powerful. Yeah, that's, I think it that's was kind a, of the basis of it. I think it was actually that documentary that was my introduction to CBD. Um, and the whole, you know, the guys from Colorado and Charlotte's Web, um, mm -hmm. that particular strain that they're growing and, and, and utilizing for that. Um, and I remember seeing it and thinking, my God, what an amazing tool, what an amazing um, lifeline for these people who have just been struggling and all the medication these kids have been on. Um, 
you know, one thing to the next, to the next, and it's like handfuls of pills and it's still not working and the side effects of the pills and it's crazy. It's, it is crazy. It's crazy that, <laughs> that it's not allowed to. That's the part that fucking gets me so much. It's, you know, so they put out that documentary, the weed, or weeds, weeds, weed, I forget. Uh, I think it's just weed. And they, they do follow the story of Charlotte, this little girl who had her entire life changed by it. And what really got me was the second one. They put out a sequel uh, about a year or so later. Um, and after the first one, there was like something around a hundred families that saw that and wanted to get it for themselves to help their children that were suffering with the same stuff. And they couldn't because it's not legal in anywhere other than Colorado at that point. So there was like a hundred families that all picked up completely uprooted their entire lives and moved to Colorado so that they could have access to this medicine for their kids. And, and it, and it, then it traces a bunch more of their stories and stuff like that. And it's, it's crazy. It's a, uh, yeah, it's it's really, it's very deep seated. The whole, uh, like, I could get into a lot of like shit around that, but um, I, the culture high to recommend another documentary is one that really breaks down a lot of the the reasons for that, uh, like around big pharma, around like why cannabis is still illegal in general. So go there. <laughs> Again, they do a much better job than this guy ranting will do. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, just to say that it goes really deep and, uh, you know, it's it's driven by monetary interests of a, of a select few sort of sort of uh, fields or industries. Um, but as we gain more access to information and we see more um, successful pilots or trials, right, Colorado, Oregon, I think California's next up to legalize or maybe already has legalized. Already did. Yeah. Already did. Um, yeah. You know, Canada, apparently it's coming next summer um, mm-hmm. over here. At least next summer, maybe sooner. Yeah. And but. so it's, I, I hope it's not much longer until, you know, the collect, the consensus can shift back to a more rational one that of, of, oh, this is an amazing herb and an amazing plant. And we should treat it as such, right? We should treat it as such and grow it and use it and utilize it. And uh, it's going to enhance virtually every aspect of human life um, by doing so. And so, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that it's, it is happening at this point. Because I was only turned on to some of this in, you know, 2011, maybe. I had been smoking cannabis and it, it had really impacted my life and expanded my awareness. And I got a hold of uh, Jack Harris book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes, and was just shocked to understand the history and the potential applications of it. And so since then, you know, I've been sort of waiting and moving towards and researching and, you know, following the threads and seeing how it develops. Um, and I think back then I would have thought, you know, maybe 10 or 20 years still until legalization would have happened on a wider scale. So either way, it's all in it's all in sort of divine timing, as they say. Um, and we get to witness the unfolding, right, and be part of that and be sort of like the messengers um, and the stewards of bringing this to an entire population or generation, right? Those that are those that are interested in, and want to connect to it and and really are just tired of suffering, right? Totally. It's, uh, 
yeah, it's amazing how fast it is going right now. Like, it's still got a long way to go, of course, but it's just that's something in the cannabis industry in general. Like, things move quickly. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of power behind that plant, and and it wants to be it wants to be out there. It wants to be able to help us, and so there's there's a lot of stuff that's lining up right now that it's it's just it's coming <laughs> mm-hmm. well i just i just had this thought it kind of strikes me that you know this movement is gaining a lot of momentum and really picking up um and the essence of a lot of the strains or the plant itself is one to you know slow down and one to breathe and one to like connect back to yourself and to nature um which i find is so valuable and so needed Right, in which the CBD is the, really seemingly like the pure embodiment of, of of that side of it, right? Is that slow down, that take a breath, that that calmness, right? But it's like that that steady calm, that focused calm. It's not like a laziness, but it's just like a, a zen almost feeling, um, which is how I experience it, right? And, and when I try to explain to people what it is, right, they're like. What's CBD? You know, what is it? It's part of cannabis. Da, da, da. Does it get you high? Um, I often end up telling them, you know, for me, it just makes me incredibly present and calm, which is incredible for someone like me because I tend towards anxiety if I'm not taking care of myself, right? And I see anxiety just rampant from school kids to adults. It's like everyone's, you know, burnt out. So, yeah, what a, what a tool. What a tool to have. Um, and speaking of the product, right, that you mentioned, that's the, the grind bar, right, which is this sort of superfood, um, really clean, well put together, um, functional food, right, Medi- sort of medicinal food that, that you actually infuse uh, with the CBD. So I wonder if you want to talk a little bit about the product, what you put into it, um, you know, how you, how you came up with the formula, like all that sort of stuff. Happy to. Uh, it, my mind was already going there as you were describing CBD and how it's like the slowing down as well, because it's interesting. Uh, most of the products in the space are for that. They're for, you know, relieving like stress in the body and stress in the mind and slowing down and relaxing. And and our product is actually one of the first that's not that in a way. Um, it's meant to be more of a performance product. It's meant to be an energy bar. It's, it's meant to, to harness that, that focus that you talked about that can come from CBD. Uh, like for myself as well, like I mentioned that I've struggled with anxiety for my whole life. I also struggle with ADD and, and focusing and trying to like take on too many things and, you know, starting things, but not finishing and et cetera, et cetera. And for me, it really helped me just not fear the judgment that comes and not like from creating things and from releasing things to the world, uh, especially comes up in the entrepreneurial world a lot and, and just take more action, get more shit done. And that's what the bar, like that's what I needed for myself. So that's what I made a product for. (laughs) So the CBD helps kind of calm the mind and, and get into that kind of Zen focused place. But then with the, so the bar is, it's got cacao and maca and espresso in it to boost energy and to boost that kind of internal, not like jittery, like energy drink energy, but like the real, like from your gut, from your core, like power kind of energy. And 
and just fuel you to go and do what you need to do. So that's that's kind of the essence of it. Uh, and then as well, it ties into uh, some of your, most of your, in the, on this podcast, most of your listeners are probably familiar with the bulletproof diet style of eating, of like high fat, low sugar, you know, fueling your body with actually what it needs. And so it's built around that as well. It's uh, Our bars are, you know, they're hemp hearts, almonds, cashews, and cacao butter are the first four ingredients. So it's, it's just meant to be like very natural and, as I said, very high in fat and high in natural protein, but low in sugar. So we, we use a little bit of dates and maple syrup for sweetness, but it's uh, it's mostly just goods <laughs> and and no fillers. So many energy bars out there have like just crap in them, like simple syrups and, and brown rice syrup and oats and not that oats are that bad, but like they're not needed. It's stuff to like fluff them up and make them look like they're valuable for you, but ours are just, it's just, they're quite small, but super nutrient dense. And that's, that's a bit about them basically. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm looking at them and when you look at the pictures, right, they're like these dense little bricks of yeah. goodness. Um, and you can tell it's just quality, right? Super simple ingredients, organic ingredients. Yeah. Um, all organic, gluten-free, vegan. It's like all of the things. <laughs> yeah. Like when I look at it, it looks like, you know, the ideal, um, for me, just because I'm like a smoothie, I love smoothies. It's like mm-hmm. the ideal smoothie recipe just without all the liquid. Yeah. It's like you just dehydrated my favorite smoothie and put it into a bar <laughs> and then it's thrown funny. CBD into it to make it even better. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because that's actually, uh, I just discovered that a couple weeks ago, uh, is that you can make it into a smoothie, basically. I That's what I've been doing in the mornings lately now, instead of actually having coffee because I used to drink a lot of coffee, which is maybe not the best for me. Uh, <laughs> now I just take a grind bar, toss it in the blender and top in some boiling water, hit the button and like, and then you've got this like rich, like kind of like a bulletproof coffee, but um, it's like a mocha, which is hence the flavor of maca mocha. Uh, mm-hmm. So it tastes delicious and it's like, yeah, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and you're getting. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of bulletproof as well. Um, but it's like if you're a performer, right? You need some protein. You need a little bit of uh, of simple carbohydrate, right, to really fuel you. Yeah. Um, and so for the people that uh, don't care to be fully keto or that are more performance focused, right? They're athletes. Mm-hmm. They like to exercise a lot. You know, they're very active. Then you need that. Right. Totally. Um, I see a lot of people, myself included, at one point, who burn themselves out trying to do keto, um, yeah. and you know, it's just not meant for being super, super active. In my experience, yeah, right. It's more for like weight loss and like blood sugar control and like mental focus, but yeah. the body needs more, right? The yeah. body needs more. Definitely, and time-wise as well. Like one thing that always gets me with the bulletproof stuff is like. Like I'm a big fan as well, and you know, to to make coffee and get the butter and get all these different ingredients that you always have to have, I feel like a mad scientist, like making my coffee in the morning. <laughs> Versus yeah. like, like especially sometimes you're a little foggy in the morning, anyways. To just to be able to like throw something in the blender and go, like it's it's just so much easier that way. So uh, I really dig that part of it myself, and I'm sure like more people will as we go as well. <laughs> no, exactly, and I mean I kind of. Whether it's to my own detriment at some point um, or sometimes than not, like I, I love to be that mad scientist. 
Sometimes mm. I spend 30 minutes prepping a, a drink. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what am I doing? I have, I have more important things to, to conquer, Definitely. right? And so, and I can see for, for the masses, right? Because I'm not the average consumer. Before the average consumer, they want simple. They want, you know, ready to go. So that's, it's genius. It's genius. Okay. This is like... I did all the mad scientist thing <laughs> already, so you don't have to, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, outsource it. Mm -hmm. Outsource it to David. Fantastic. Fantastic. And so you've been at this for how long now? When, when we first met, you were, you were, it seemed like you were a little ways into it. Yeah, it's about... Uh, it's a little over a year now since I first started, um, but I've had a couple pivots along the way. So like the actual grind bar, what it is now is maybe like eight, nine months kind of. Um, so it's still very new. It's still very much in its infancy. Um, my first product actually was a bar with THC and, and CBD in it and similar kind of style, but a different recipe with like way more superfoods like I tried to put everything I could into it and um, they were great and they were kind of too complicated and and I actually made the grind bar because I wanted something that I could eat while I was out hiking and that wasn't going to keep getting me higher <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and something that was a lot simpler as well like I had so many ingredients in the first one and then I was like I just needed to be simple and straightforward and you know, and delicious. And, uh, and so I made the grind bar and it, it was pretty much like my first stab at it was pretty close to what it is now. I only tweaked a couple things just a little bit really from that. And, uh, and then as well, like from other things in business, like I know that it's a lot smarter and easier to focus on one thing, take it to the finish line and then branch out versus trying to do all of the things at once, you know, trying to ride two horses at once, you, you can't. So mm -hmm. if I let go of the my initial product and, and switch to my focus to being entirely on the grind bar and, and as well from a, like a kind of future site of where I see the industry going and, and all of that, I see CBD being much bigger industry than even the cannabis industry is itself right now. So just because there's a lot of people that don't want to get high. There's a lot of people that want the benefits of cannabis and they want the inflammation benefits. They want the anxiety reduction. They want all of that stuff, but they don't want to lose control of their mind or like, you know, they want to be able to have that while they're working and while they're living their lives, not to have to have it be this other thing that you put everything else on hold to, to use your medicine, right? It's like, it's something that can be used for every day. It's something, it's something that can help you perform better. Yeah, and it's just it really integrates well into most people's day, right? Which is what I'm what I'm seeing for uh, for anything, whether it's you know a new habit, right? Whether it's drinking water, whether it's exercising, whether it's a, a nutritional strategy, it's gotta integrate and be simple enough for the average person to understand and then um, do, right? Mm -hmm. So I love that. I love that approach. Um, and it's just such good wisdom for life, right? Of focusing on one thing, um, doing one thing really, really well, and then worrying about what comes next. Because I've been in the same boat where you've got a million ideas, you want to do them all yesterday, and uh, you just end up sort of running in circles and burning yourself out. Totally. Um, so, yeah, yeah. 
I love that. The whole scratch your own itch, right? Scratch your own itch, and there's likely a market for it. Totally. Um, so that's As well, like a big piece of it for me, too, that I just feel called to share right now is for a lot of people that get into that kind of self-growth and personal development world, it's kind of a natural evolution to to move towards coaching. And it's like, oh, I'm learning all this stuff. I want to share it with other people, and I want to get paid to share that. I want to be a teacher. You know, I want to like do that and just do this all the time and make money doing it. And, and I went down that path as well. And I had a big wake-up call right before the big collapse that, that led into this of, you know, how, why the fuck am I trying to coach people when I don't have my own shit figured out? <laughs> you know, it's like like putting the cart before the horse in like, you know, yeah, I went to school for it and I studied it, but like I don't actually have the life experience to to really be confident in doing this and I don't have the financial support to like, you know, having to like go and get clients because I need to pay my rent. <laughs> like there's a huge out of integrity on there, you know, and the energy I bring to it and, you know, the people that were showing up and not showing up, it, it all kind of made sense based on that. So, you know, I had this wake up call and I was like, I need to go and do like create something that's not about me. It's like an actual physical product that can help people and that can like change people's lives on its own and build a business that sustains me and sustains my family in the future and all of that. And then and then if like if people are like banging down my door because they're like, how did you do this? And like, can you help us? Then maybe I'll think about getting back into it. But in the short term, it's like, yeah, I just I just want to focus on building something that's going to help people. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. And uh, yeah, I heard I heard someone speaking about this recently, right? You you want to be giving if you are giving if you are a service provider, healthcare practitioner, coach, you know what have you. You want to be giving from a place of overflow. Yeah. Right? You want to be so well nourished, so taken care of, supported, grounded, that you're able to really show up for people and to be that for other people. Totally. Right? Because if you're coming from shaky ground, and I've been there too, right? I've been there too very recently. You're coming from shaky ground, it's transmitted through the relationship, through the sessions, right? And you might still help people. You might still give them some results depending on what they want to do for sure. Um, <laughs> but it's not going to be sustainable and it's not going to feel fulfilling. It's going to feel draining. Yeah. And I loved what he said about, you know, when you give from that place, you make the people that you're giving to thieves, right? Because they're sort of stealing from you in a sense or, or your, mm. your perception is that they're stealing from you because you don't feel like you've got truly got enough to share. Mm. So I love that. I love that. And another friend and mentor of mine who's in the natural health space and does physical products, um, it just it, it has made a lot of sense when I've listened to him and when I'm listening to you um, talk about, you know, physical products are really one of the biggest ways you can make change in the world, right? Because we live in a, a consumer market economy. Yeah. Um, people are used to buying goods, exchanging goods. Um, and so when you really package that value and make it make sense and make it, you know, an enjoyable, delicious experience, um, it's like you can't say no. It's a win, win, win. Totally. And that's the thing is like everyone's got to eat. <laughs> you know, it's not something that like some like personal growth. Some people do it and some people love it and really like invest a lot into it and all that. 
uh, and a lot of people don't. <laughs> but there's no people that just, you know, don't eat. <laughs> like everyone has to eat. Everyone and everyone, not well, almost everyone enjoys chocolate. <laughs> not quite, as I've learned. But, um, you know, it's like making something, as you mentioned, that tastes good and like actually fuels people with what they need is like it's a win-win for me because it's like it's helping people and it's like if people are using it as more of a meal replacement which a lot of people are like a quick lunch or a breakfast on the go kind of thing then they're even saving money with it because it's not you know it's yeah so it's it's awesome (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and i just want to touch on that piece right because if someone was to just quickly jump online and, and take a look they might perceive that they're you know quite expensive for mm-hmm. the weight, for the weight that you get, right? Totally. Or for the for the calories or whatever whatever marker they're using to determine, you know, price per value or whatever. Yeah. Um, but just to you know reemphasize that you're getting um, 10 milligrams, right, of CBD, which is a, in my experience more than an, uh, enough for for a dose, right, to really feel mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's all these great things packaged in this convenient thing and then just look at i mean someone might go to like a booster juice and spend i don't know ten dollars on a smoothie with like soy protein and a bunch of sugar concentrates and just like Mm -hmm. juice it's like juice sugary you know crappy protein and sure that might like fill you up you might you might have a sense oh i got my money's worth but the true value is not there yeah. Right, because those people have to pay a staff to make your smoothie, and this whole infrastructure behind it. Whereas this is, you know, much more direct. It's you, it's your product, it's the consumer. There's nobody yeah. else, right? And so, um, you you are paying. You know, you're paying a premium, but you're right. getting what you pay for, right? Exactly, and that's that's the big thing with the bar is like, you know, if you the CBD piece definitely factors into it. Mm-hmm. If that wasn't there, it could be a little cheaper. And, you know, be more comparable with some of the other high-end energy bars out there. But if you look at the CBD price for a second, if you go and buy a capsule of CBD in a dispensary, you're paying two or three bucks for a 10 milligram capsule. So if you take that price off of the, the bar price of seven bucks, it's, you know, you're looking at that kind of four to five dollar range, which for any of the nicer, like actual higher end real energy bars out there, they're, they're charging that now. And and I liked what you said about the smoothie bar and like it feels like you're getting a lot because there's a lot there. Uh, and that's a lot of the same way with a lot of energy bars. It feels like, you know, you've got this big energy bar and it's like, you know, there's all this like it fills you up and there's all this. But it's, you know, usually, as I mentioned before, it's fillers, it's it's sugars and it's like crisps of some sort or oats or or whatever. You know, it's just like they they pad the bars with a lot of shit to make them look like you're getting your value. And it, we don't fucking do that. <laughs> it's yeah. like nothing in that bar that isn't there like to fuel you. And like, it's, it's essentially like, it's only what you need and nothing more. And, and yeah, it's, it's real. And it's actually like, it's interesting for me getting into this whole thing. Cause like, I've never done a food business before. And, I'm learning being in it that like food businesses are actually more business than food, <laughs> you know, at, like the margins and the focus on like making money with them versus like 
putting together a quality product, it's 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 fucked. It's like I've actually gotten from a few co-packers I've talked to. It's like, oh, like, you know, you should really like not do organic because it's not doable with the margins and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, fuck that. Like, that's actually a really important part to me, <laughs> you know, like so. So maybe I need to charge more to make it work on it. Like it has to work as a business, obviously, but the like sacrificing quality and and what it's actually about because of a bottom line like fuck that yeah no yeah amen to that and it's like the market is is demanding it more and more right people are investing in their health people know that organic is better people know that you know fewer ingredients and ingredients that they can pronounce right are better so i mean i would if you're listening to this uh, and or maybe you're actually in a grocery store or a health food store. Just go read the labels on totally. some bars. Totally. Just read I, them. That would be a great challenge to put out to your audience is, is actually just look at the things that you're buying. And like I do this now, especially being in the industry, you always look more in detail at everything. <laughs> but whenever I go into MEC or, you know, a, like a Whole Foods or someplace that has a, a bigger selection of bars, I'll do that. I'll stop and I'll pick them up and, you know, check out the competition in essence. But there's still like there's very few out there that I would want to buy and eat for myself just because of that. It's like they're just they all have. Not all, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to turn this horse like, mine's the best in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I made it for myself because of that. You know, I couldn't find what I was looking for in a bar out there, so I had to go fucking make it. Yeah, and for myself, it's the same thing, right? It's like there's either, you know, for, for me, I don't want artificial sweetener. I don't want soy protein. I don't necessarily want whey protein, whey protein right? Um, syrups. Right, so agave, brown rice syrup, simple cane juice, evaporated cane juice, whatever it is, um, and it's all that you know. There's either something, either it'll have maybe a good protein, but then it's got sucralose, or yeah. it has you know, it's it's very hard. It's very very hard, especially in Canada, uh, in the states, which I was recently down there. Their selection, I mean, their selection for everything is like mm-hmm. way way more than we've got. Of course. Um, so they have a few good options. They have a few better options. Um, but yeah, definitely, at least in the Canadian market, there's just so little that's quality. Um, but yet people still buy them. People still buy them and they spend their hard earned dollars, um, on this crap. So yeah, it's just where we're at, I suppose. Exactly. And it's shifting, you know, it's, and for some, it's like, you know, to go and spend, this kind of money on a bar it's definitely not for everybody and i'm okay with that (laughs) you know it's Mm -hmm. it's as you mentioned like people are starting to realize the value of health and and the value of investing in your health and spending money on the fuel you're putting in your body and those are the people that this bar is for it's for people that get that (laughs) and they know the value like they know the value of of how their mind works when they feed their body properly and you know it's yeah like it's, so I'm not trying to can like shift the market or like I'm not going for people that are spending like you know ten bucks on a twelve pack of like just shitty granola bars like those aren't the people I'm going after obviously so it's you know and just learning to let go of that in the in the beginning was a big piece for me as well of like you're not going to make everybody happy but if you stick to your guns and do what's right for you then the people that get that are gonna fucking love it and and yeah. they're really gonna get it. So, 
You, you know, you're going to have those quality fans and maybe not as many as if you made something for the masses, but like, I'm not about like, yes, this will make money and a lot of it, but that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it to like give something to the, to the world that actually people will enjoy and they will really benefit their lives. Yeah, no, the financial return is just a, you know, a nice little side effect. Totally. Right? It's, it's the completion of the energetic exchange yeah. um, for bringing something of, of value, right? So that's yeah, beautiful. I think it's, I could be butcher. I think it was Zig Ziglar. But he's like, if you want to make a million dollars, help a million people. And, it, you know, it's like, like impact the masses and, and just do that. Figure out a way to help and to solve problems and do it on a large scale. And then, then you'll make a bunch of money as a result. But like, you know, it's, yeah, it's not about the dollars. It's about uplifting, you know, helping pro- solve problems and just like bettering the world by what you're doing. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel it. I feel it. I want to jump into a few of my, uh, my more standard questions that I like to dig into with people. Shoot. Um, what would be, something you've let go of recently or in the or are in the process of letting go there's so much talk about do this habit try this thing da 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 addition 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 mm-hmm. right so i'm curious if there's anything that comes up that, that you've recently let go of or are intending or in the process of letting go of uh personally the biggest thing that i'm in the process of letting go of is it's around women <laughs> and and a need to uh, it's like worrying about caretaking and worrying about uh, upsetting them and and being real around them and all of that it's uh i'm actually doing a this training called conscious relationships training with uh tirtha and yeah it's a lot of that it's i'm really seeing how much i kind of shift and how much I hold back around women in general right now. And, and I get, I've last night in particular, we had one, our weekly session and I just got grilled super hard by so many of them about that, about wanting to see the beast that's inside of me and the power and, and not just be like Mr. Nice guy. And, you know, so it's uh, like needing this needing to be liked. That's, that's really what it's all about. I'm like learning to let go of that and, and just give less of a fuck about what people think and just being me. And it's, uh, yeah, it's an ongoing thing always. I'm never gonna, I don't think I'll ever get there, quote unquote, but, but that's the work I'm doing right now. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, what it can do for chemistry and attraction, right? Mm-hmm. If you have, you know, a feminine, a strong feminine woman, and then you show up in that really powerful uh, sort of primal masculine energy, um, it's just like a magnetization, right? That happens. Totally. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's it's a seemingly rare thing in our culture with all the all the people pleasing going on and all the political correctness, right? All the all the looking good. You got to look yeah. good. You got to be good. So I'm right there with you. I've been I've been through that. I'm I'm continually working through that. Um, and yeah, it's it's uh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff for so props for taking that on. Thank you. What does redefining reality bring up in you when you hear that phrase? Phrase. 
It brings up creating your reality for me. That's what that's where my mind went when you first said it. It's like kind of I mentioned I touched on that briefly. Like when I first went through Landmark ages ago, that was when I had that first shift of like, like no, you actually get to create your life however you want it to be, uh, not you know like your parents tell you you can be whatever you want to be, and it's like yeah okay whatever, <laughs> and now I have to go get a job and and. Like be a, a worker or whatever you know it's like uh but like for real if you if you want it you can create it and you can't it's i think the place where a lot of people like and myself included get lost in that is it doesn't happen now like <laughs> it's this it's this super short-term focus on everything that's like yeah well i tried that and then like a couple months later it didn't work so i gave up <laughs> versus like you know if you want to make shifts it's long game. It's it's like actually what's the life that you want to create and and are you willing to just do whatever it takes to get there and to push through your fears and to go through all the uncomfortable shit that comes up in changing who you are and and redefining your reality as as you so eloquently put it. It's uh it's a lot of fucking work is what it is, but it's it's worth it if you're willing to do it. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I love when I'm like around, you know, more of like the quote unquote conscious or like the hippie community. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, they, a lot of times that is is uh, is denied, you know, there's the the amount of hard work and and drudgery sometimes that is involved with uh, digging deep and pushing through barriers. Right. Um, it's the spiritual bypassing piece. It's mm. and I feel it kind of ties into like in a lot of like I'm a big fan of David Data's work and and the teacher that I study with now Tirtha he talks a lot about this stuff as well but it's it's like the second stage masculine or feminine there's kind of like the three stages of like the first stage is you know in the masculine elite it's like I drink beer and I work my job and I don't have emotions and I'm a guy and I'm a strong man, blah, blah, You know, it's like, it's that. And then the second stage is like, the, oh, I'm super spiritual and I'm open and I'm loving and I'm flowing and like, I just need to sit and meditate and everything is just going to come to me. And, and <laughs> but they're totally out of touch with their fucking masculine core and their power. And then the third stage is when you kind of integrate those together and you can, you can be a beast and you can sit and meditate and you can like, you know, eye gaze with your partner and like share your emotions and you can go out and fucking make a million dollars in business and fucking crush it. It's like being able to integrate both of those pieces together and, and the work piece as well. Like, that whole spiritual bypassing of feeling like if you just are spiritual enough, you won't have to do any work in the world. Like I am hugely, hugely guilty of that from a lot of my life. Like it's only really been in this last year where I've just really taken that on of like, no, like you have to go and fucking do the work and you have to like, yes, meditate. Like I still meditate twice a day. I still like am incredibly spiritual and very connected with source. I feel like, and constantly trying to become more so, and I fucking hustle my ass off. I work all day, every day, pretty much. <laughs> and and that's what it takes, I believe. Um, a great little... I, I, I suck at quotes because I remember them, but I always forget who said them. <laughs> but this one always kind of stands out. It's, you know, before enlightenment, you chop wood and carry water. After enlightenment, you chop wood and carry water. <laughs> you know, it's like you still have to do the work. You still have to like 
you're still in a physical body, you know, unless unless your goal is like actually transcending to the other side, which, you know, through some of the reading I've done, a lot of people have gotten to that point. But that's death. That's like leaving this plane. And as long as you're in a body and on this plane, you have to exist in this plane and do work and and make good shit in the world. And, you know, it's a. Yeah, that was a bit of a rant, but... <laughs> no, it was great. It's great, because I really see it, right? It's like, we are these spiritual beings, and the physical reality is like our proving grounds, our training grounds, our battlegrounds, our sanctuary, our... Um, it's where we experience and learn and grow and influence things, right? And interact with things, so... Yeah, it's, uh, you know, in my eyes, nothing is more or less spiritual than anything else, right? right. It's all the same thing. Um, and oftentimes the most, the most spiritual growth comes through the really hard physical challenges. It's why people fast. It's why people, you know, meditate for, you know, days on end and hike up mountains. And that's why I do most of what I do. Like my, my physical practice is my spiritual practice as well. Like I hike the gross grind for those of you in Vancouver, it's like, a pretty burly like straight up it's like 900 meters of vertical in three kilometers so it's like just straight up a fucking mountain and i do that every morning during the week at, <laughs> at 6 a.m because like a because i know that working out my body makes my mind function better but b I, I really love connecting with nature and you know i feel nature is one of the best places to connect with source and, and you know it's a uh, as you mentioned way earlier with the anxiety piece, like so much or so many of us are missing these days. We're so stuck to our fucking phones and our computers and so disconnected from each other and from ourselves and from nature that, you know, that's where the anxiety comes from. It's your body like screaming, like I need connection. <laughs> it's mm. like anxiety is very much a, a disconnected feeling, I believe. So, so I'm just doing what I can to, to strengthen that in myself. So, yeah, to reconnect. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Last thing I wanted to ask, top three resources. This could be books. This could be mentors, teachers, teachings, exercise routines. I mean, we've already shared a lot today, and you've shared a lot of your, your path. Um, but if there's three things that come to mind. Okay, that's a big one. Uh, I'm going to... Kind of, I feel like I should have it in like categories, kind of. So, for for the spiritual side of things and and learning more about that, because I feel like we've kind of drifted to that part of the conversation. Spirit science is hands down my my number one recommendation for that. It's a, it's a YouTube series that they're these short little clips. They're like ten to fifteen minutes, and they each one dives into a slightly different topic, but they're they have some animation that goes in and they're very high paced. So it's like, it's good for people that are kind of ADD. <laughs> um, but it's, it's an amazing kind of, I refer, I send tons of people to that to just kind of crack them open to that whole world. And, you know, you get to scan a broad array of topics. And then if something interests you, you can go down the rabbit hole more from a physical kind of just getting more into your body. The, the Wim Hof training is actually one of the top things I would recommend. It's just because his whole school of thought is very around yoga and moving your body and using the breath as a tool to access your body and access your heart and, and see what you're actually capable of. It's, it's very 
transformative learning that you can actually generate heat on demand and that you can, you know, through breathing, you can endure so much and, and like expand your consciousness and all sorts of interesting stuff. Um, and so physical, spiritual, um, beyond that, uh, David Data's work, I would say it's all kind of spiritually shit. Um, <laughs> but his, he's one of my favorite authors in the realm of, of masculine feminine dynamics. And I think every person should read at least his, his two kind of core books of, uh, the way of the superior man and dear lover, which, you know, the masculine and feminine dynamics are something that apply to all of us. And, and we are confusing so much right now in this kind of, you know, there was like the rise of the feminist movement and then like, you know, the kind of counter swing, there's the red pill movie that just came out talking about the, the men's rights activists. And there's so much confusion around gender roles and what you should be yourself and how to like play with them. And it's such a powerful piece of our existence. Like we are all spiritual sexual beings and that interplay is it's so important and so kind of fucked up and twisted right now in our existence i think it's it's great uh, and then quickly project cbd uh, this is the fourth one is a great resource for anyone who wants to learn more about cbd that's uh projectcbd.org martin a lee's kind of brainchild and it's an amazing resource for all sorts of like research and and information about cbd so Amazing. Amazing. I hadn't actually heard of Dear Lover, so I'm going to add that to my list. Um, it's a good one. Yeah, he's got a ton of books as well. Like I read most of them now, uh, and every time I just learn so much more about myself. Beautiful. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Self-knowledge is the, you know, the true supreme knowledge. So, uh -huh. As we wrap, Dave, I want to thank you for your time. Right. Thank you for getting on here and for sharing your journey and what you're up to for putting together this product. I'm excited. I'm going to be putting it in order for probably a couple boxes uh, yeah. very shortly to bring them back over to uh, some of my, my community here and mm. share those around. Um, and yeah, I just want to acknowledge you for the work you're doing and, and the path that you're on um, in making things better. Thank you. I, I appreciate pleasure. that, brother. My pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I owe any chance to like rant about this shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Well, and for people that want to get some more of you, I know you've got CBD radio yep. is your podcast. That's my podcast. Right. Um, and we've got the grindbar.com. And is there anything else you want to direct folks to in the online space? Uh, Instagram, the at the grind bar on instagram i am pretty active on there i lots lots of kind of inspiration and nature and uh that's kind of my biggest outlet is that and then the website i do a lot of writing on there as well so lots of articles around around cbd but also around more of this kind of like psycho spiritual work because that's a huge passion of mine and and just performance and mindset and meditation like that whole gamut so yeah all the good stuff totally all the good stuff. Okay. King David, Thank you, you have a beautiful day. You as well, brother. Thank Keep you so rocking. much for having me on. My pleasure. Thank you for listening, my friends. You know what to do. If you appreciated this episode, head on over to iTunes. Give this podcast a subscription, a rating, and a review.
It helps so much with getting more people to find the show, to tune into the show, and to potentially change their lives because of the information and the guests that we have on. So that would be so much appreciated. Until next time, love your life and keep redefining reality.
us, not by us. Through us, not by us. Through us, not by us. Through us, not by us.